This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is a proud member of the FanHub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with FanHub to put fans first. Search FanHub app to play your part in the journey. The Custer's Black Podcast, whatever that is. Welcome back. You're right. <laughs> How you doing? Not bad. We're this bit angles, though, isn't yeah. it? We're not going to be on this bit, are we? <laughs> I mean, don't be on this. This looks so awkward. Look at it. I mean, I won't. I won't put it anywhere. No, don't do that. Because don't do that. It does. Um, like casting couches, Peter. Too, isn't it? it does look a bit strange, doesn't it? But yeah, we're um, we're recording quite a lot recently, actually. Yeah, we've become fluent. We've become actual fucking podcast. <laughs> Which is nice. Um, yeah, we're we're, uh, we're doing this one. We've got Callum Taylor with us. Yeah, got in the old youth goalie. Got guests. Yeah, so um, he'll be joining us in about fifteen minutes, hopefully. But before before we quickly gloss over the Notts County and Dorking game, we know we know we obviously spoke with um, James James from uh, Talking, Talking Wanderers. Yeah, Talking and, Wanderers. Um, yeah, very very um, grateful to to James for coming and having a chat with us. We are definitely going to do more of that where we speak to other team fans as the season goes on. And then obviously, you know, as... Um... And hopefully before the game as well. You... Yeah, we'll mix it up a little bit. We'll do yeah. some before, we'll do some after. And then maybe you you um, you um get in touch with the bigger clubs in the league and you can get a bit of both. And, and, it, and it's with someone different. Yeah, no, definitely. Because uh, it all... Always keep it fresh then and you don't have to keep listening to us. And yeah. it's, it's always something a bit... A bit different, but yeah, they're coming thick and fast at the minute. We've we've got another couple lined up, um, and yeah, it's uh, it's well, become, become quite enjoyable. Well, we 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 had another ex player lineup, didn't we? But annoyingly, um, yeah, it kind of just fell flat at the last minute. So yeah, but we won't we, we go on. We won't we won't write it off, but yeah, at the moment, um, it did fall a little bit flat. But uh, yeah, as as we said, we got. 
got Callum on, who, uh, yeah, he, he made one, one first team appearance, but was, was in the youth teams for a decade. So saw a lot. Yeah. And, and that, and that's really what we're going to talk about because there's some, um, well, he, he left under a cloud a bit as well. If you remember, yeah. And there's a lot going on right now that is under a very similar cloud. Yeah. And it, it needs to be addressed and it needs the, the lid needs blown off it really. We're, we're, you know, it's quite well documented. We've put our name to something, to a supporters group that want the chairman out of the football club. So not only do we put our names to that, we put our faces to that as well. And we are taking that very seriously. So um, hopefully Callum will be able to shed some light on, you know, some some of his experiences, stuff that he's actually seen, because there are sometimes it's difficult to know what to believe, because you get a lot of hearsay um, from people that, listen, don't get me wrong, some people are in the know, but then some, there's some bullshit out there as well. So hopefully yeah. to, to speak to a, a former player that left very, very recently, and as you say, left under a cloud, um yeah hopefully it might um sort of open some more people's eyes to it because i'll be perfectly honest i still don't think enough people's eyes are open to what's going on yeah i agree i agree i think people think it's just a case of i, I don't i just don't think people understand the sheer scale of it that's that's the issue <clears throat> i think people think it's yeah cut the unpaid wages or it'll, it'll just get some money from somewhere and then we paid and that's it but it's the knock-on effect of that. It's the whole, um, well, just, just even from the club's point of view, it's how much money are, are we owing to people? To everyone. To everyone. How much is the tax bill? Yeah, we don't exactly. actually know. We we know there's an unpaid tax bill to HMRC. We know that court case has been adjourned. We don't know how much the tax bill is, and we don't know how long the adjournment is for. Yeah. We've got a very rough idea, but that's what I mean. It's hearsay. Yeah. We don't actually know the facts. And... That needs to be addressed. We're we're constantly banging the drum about honesty and transparency, and that was going to change apparently. Yeah, and it hasn't. Yeah, hasn't. Yeah, has it? It hasn't. Yeah. No, not when it comes to Ron. No, 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 no. Yeah, this is purely about Ron. Obviously, a lot, of, and that's what makes it ultimately yeah, all the more frustrating. Everything else on the on the top of it, you know, you're um, it's it's drastically changed. But you know, you're yeah. you're you're building. <laughs> You're building on quicksand, aren't you? Normally, yeah, the foundations aren't quite because the foundation they're sort of there, but they're, they're still missing a bit. Yeah, you know, but, yeah. So that we'll we'll go on to more of that when when we obviously chat with Cal. Uh, but yeah, the the two games last week, the firstly the not the Notts County game. Obviously, we're doing this slightly back to front, as we say, because we've already spoke to James about Dorking. But the the Notts County game. Quite honestly, the most I've enjoyed a game at Root Saw in about ten years. Yeah, no, it's, it's for me. It was yeah, it's at least five years. It was um, two just two good teams going at it. So I reckon it was actually the, the most I've Did enjoyed a game at Root Saw since the second leg of the Stevenage playoff semi, and even that was nervy. Yeah, I only enjoyed it when we'd won. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I didn't enjoy it during it. It was refreshing to say. I mean, I mean, first of all, fair play to them. They played some good football. Yeah. Um, that'll be football that I think will frustrate a lot of people, but it's good football. I don't care what anyone says that's good football. Um, but we were also a, a, a good footballing team as well. Different style, but we we're a good footballing team as well. 
just it was just two good teams going at it. Um, all right, they they were time wasting a bit or playing the ref a bit with the head injuries and stuff, but it wasn't as much as other teams have done. And uh, it's just a really really enjoyable game. Mm. Yeah, that's the only way I can put it. Um, I still don't know. We got Cav Miley. I think I'll just say on every podcast. <laughs> I don't understand how that, how that, how he's not playing football league. Has he ever played in football? Never. I don't understand. I don't that understand that. I don't understand that. I, I, and also, I understand how Eastley released him. He must have been leaving. It must have been a case that they knew he was leaving, so they they technically released him. It was like, well, we know you're going, so we'll release. We, even if we wanted, you're going to, even if we wanted to, we know we can't keep you. Yeah. Because yeah, because uh, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It to Makes me. zero sense. Yeah. He's the best midfielder we've had since Ryan Mills. Yes. Yeah, centre mid that is. 100%. 100%. Not even close. No, it's not even close. <laughs> Some of the things I've seen. He's an absolute maverick. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but that, that, that's pretty well sound. That It was just enjoyable. The only way I put it for me, it was just enjoyable. Yeah, it was really, really... From good. both teams. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, it was just a... Five minutes in and I was like, these, these play good. These, I was like, these, these look good. It like, was a fantastic advert for that level of football. And it, you know, BT played a blinder, really, getting it televised. They, yeah. That was obviously what they would have predicted, and they got it spot on, to be fair to them. Yeah. It was a great game. Yeah, no, fair play. I think encouraging signs for us, in it, where we, we've come from behind twice as well. So we're, we're not very far removed from having you know, let's face it, a pretty barbaric defensive record. And 1-0 very quickly became 2-0 within like five or ten minutes a couple of years ago, didn't it? So have now developed a resiliency where, you know, you go 1-0 down at the top of the league. It's like, no, we know our jobs. We've we've got yeah, we've no got us no panic stations at all. We're very calm. We don't rush. We we know our we know our capabilities. We know what we can do, and and we we know we'll get our chances. We we've got good enough players in the team now that we will always create chances. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And I think 100%. getting getting Jack Bridge in the team has obviously been pivotal to that. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's been a massive part of it. Um, we might, I guess, we might have to move on to that Dorking game afterwards. We have we have spoke about it, but um, as far as I'm concerned, cruise control. Um, Whilst they did hit the post in the first half, I thought it was one of the most controlling first half football we've had all season. Probably, probably the most controlling. And then second half, because we're turning up, we can sit back. Didn't really have to get out of second gear. Yeah, we we didn't really have to. So yeah, um, if that if that first half ends nil nil, that second half isn't like that. Yeah, we we well obviously, but yeah, they they don't control because they did control that second half, but didn't test Kev once. So now nah, Colin's not made a save. Not. From not like I can remember anyway. No, so no. maybe I'm wrong in saying that, but it was um yes, yeah, so I thought they controlled it the second half, but we allowed them to. We knew they weren't really gonna test us and it was yeah, it was just professional performance. Yeah, I, I said in the the chat with James that I, from our point of view, the early goal massively helped. Oh because helped, yeah. It was from from that point on we we were literally in in total cruise control. And that's not been disrespectful to them at all. No, so what I just said, we we know what we're capable of and, and we know we can't you you cannot just go out with the attitude and, and think, well, we turn up, we we win this because you'll get stung. 
and that gets proven time and time again. But I don't think we've got a management, and I don't ultimately think we've got a set of players that that have that attitude. No, no. so I, I think we we are on the top of on the, this is what I mean on the pitch. We're an incredibly professional outfit, and that was a very professional job that we did on on Saturday. Yeah. And it, it, even off it with the people we have, you know, I don't think I don't think there's anyone that is unprofessional in that sense. It's just unfortunately we have to cut corners, yeah. and then that's when obviously that that does creep in a bit. The unprofessional. Well, ultimately we're we're cutting corners because ball, the the, mon- the money that's put in is not enough. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that's 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 ultimately what it boils down to. Everyone at the club does a professional job. You know, so. all right, yeah, we'll we'll go back to this. It's absolutely disgusting disgusting that in the the current state of the country people are getting paid yeah 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 we'll, we'll talk about that another time but you're right it's um we've actually got something lined up for that so we'll talk about that another time but mm. um you're going, going back to Dawkins, it, it it was yeah like you say it wasn't the case of being disrespectful to him i thought they were a good team um, before the game, <clears throat> I think they were the highest, the no, fourth highest scorers, but they've conceded the second most. So their games are entertaining. And I think even after our game, they still have the second highest possession of the league, mm. which, which, show, which probably shows where they've got their win from is they frustrate people go, oh, this, why aren't we getting the ball to Yeah, and That's probably what it is. It is, it is that we shouldn't be playing to It is that mentality. It, I don't care what anyone says. It's not right, but that is that mentality. So for us to not have that is it's, it's good. It's good. But um, yeah, hopefully. Well, saying that, should we just get him in? Yeah. yeah. Or do we really, really? Yeah, I can't speak. Fucking hell, I'll cut that. <laughs> what we got? Three We've minutes. got about five minutes. Just really quickly preview. Gate said. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything about him as a team. <clears throat> They've obviously struggled losing them two players that went to Knox County. Mm. Um, I think you take that amount of goals out of any side at any level. Yeah, exactly. yeah you really So, um, I think I think are they, are, where are they in the league now? They 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 might be bottom. They might be bottom now. I can't remember. But listen, so if, we, if we if we if we do what we we know we're capable of doing and turn up, and as long as we stay over the night before. Then, um, yeah, because that was a. Uh, then, uh, we might. Well, we should be fine. They are bottom. Yeah. So two, three nil again, comfortable. Yeah. Again, and this is this is what I'm saying about you. You can't go out with the attitude and just expect that. No, no. I don't think we will. But as I say, I I would expect a very similar level of performance to the Dawkins game. Yeah. I expect us to turn up, but I expect us to be professional and yeah. get the job done. Start well, and and I I, I don't hit, hit them you know, early and almost I'm not going to say shock them because they're, they're obviously going to expect our game, but you know you you stun them early and and, and just sort of yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll be totally honest. I I wouldn't really expect them to lay much of a glove on us. No, if, I if, if we if we go out and perform that I know the way we can perform exactly yeah bottom of the league and I'm assuming they're going to be bottom of the form guy. So I I I. I wouldn't expect that, but you never know, do you? You never know. So, mm. um, I'm I'm sure, I'm sure the management are, are going to drill it into them. So, it just start fast. I think just yeah. start fast. Uh, I say I don't I know nothing about them. I don't know the manager is. Um, you know, is it going to be one of them games if we win? Is there 
We seem to always get managers sacked, so is it going to be one of them? I don't know. Yeah, I know it wasn't immediately after, but only a couple of weeks after, like York have... Yeah, so, yeah. Quite on the face of it, quite harshly sat the manager. Oh, pathetic, pathetic. But just got promoted. Just got promoted. I think they were up mid-table when he took over in in the north. In the north. Mm. So, Jojo. It's, 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 it's a, we know, don't we? It's a fickle game. Yeah, even at this level. Apparently, he turned down a football league job like a month or so ago. Yeah, but I mean, it was probably Colchester. But why are you do it? But so I mean, he might have turned it down. But why, why would you then sack him? Wouldn't you, wouldn't you almost be like, right, just, he's getting some interest. Hmm. I don't see how they're going to better that. But, mate, um, Adrian, I don't know if, again, I don't know much about York, so no. I don't know what they're sharing. No, but I don't know a bit about their squadding players. Not, they're not the chairman. He sounds like a nutter. So. Oh, he's in. There we go. Here he is. Hello, mate. How are you doing? You all right? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, yeah not bad, mate. It's all good. Thanks for coming on. Pardon? No worries. Thanks for having me on. That's all right. That's no, all right. cheers, mate. Really appreciate this. We, um, yeah. Well, how you been anyway? How you coping? Yeah, good. Yeah, just up in Bath at the moment. In my second year, my degree. But, um, yeah, doing well. Yeah, doing oh. well. Good to see South End. have been doing well on the pitch recently. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. just overshadowed a little bit by off the field. That's the issue uh, at the moment. But... Yeah, not, not a lot's changed in that sense. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the issue, yeah. It's always been... A good club in terms of the fans and the setup, but just yeah, certain people in the club obviously just holding it back a little bit. But yeah, yeah. What, what, are you, what are you studying anyway at uni? That's science basically. So um, yeah, I do three year course and then decide what I want to do after that. Whether it's I may, I may specialise in something specific or I may change up something else, but just see what happens next over the next year. Basically, I basically decide where I'm going to go from that. And decide, yeah, what route I want to take. Nice, nice. Well, I hope you yeah, no, fair play, mate. Good luck with it all. Thank you very much. Um, we hope you don't mind. We sort of almost want to take you back to the start for you, really, at Southend. Um, yeah, we've 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 worked it out. Well, was you nine when you joined the club? Yeah, nine I was. Yeah, <laughs> very very young. So I was I I started playing football relatively late for for people, obviously professional. But I started when I was seven. When a lot of people started when about four or five. But I don't know. I just, my dad always wanted me to play football, but he never wanted to pressure me into it. And apparently, he was just watching it one day, and he, I was just like, "Oh, I want to play! I want to play football!" So he was buzzing, took me along. I went to Forest Glade. Um, oh, yeah. I was there. I went over there for a session. Decided to ask first session if I could go and go. No idea why, but I did. Um, played a game that week. Saved the penalty first game, so I was kept in goal then. Um, <laughs> yeah. So and I, I think my dad realised. Not too bad. So sent me along to a few sessions with Anthony Dean, goalkeeper coach. And I went there for, for years and just fell in love with goalkeeping really. And I was at South so I was at Forest Glade for about a year and a half, yeah, two years. And then I was gonna to go to Chelmsford because a lot of clubs were beside me, but I was just enjoying where I was, I had good friends there. And we decided it was time for me to take a step up. And I literally was at Chelmsford for two or three weeks. And then South End uh, scouts come along, asked me to come along the trial. Michael Marsh and Dave Johnson, who ended up going to Tottenham. Um, yeah, they asked me to come along. I was there for about six weeks. And then they asked to sign me. And then, yeah, it was there a, a long, long time, like 10 years of my life. So obviously, since I had like, a conscience, I, was, I just remember being at South End. So it became a very big aspect of my life. Could I be 
going to school, I'd train Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, goalkeeper training, playing on Sundays. So it was just, it was just my life really. Yeah. And um, yeah, I played up from the nines, tens, elevens, twelves, thirteens, fourteens, fifteens, sixteens, eighteens, twenty ones, and it turned to twenty threes, and obviously eventually in the first team. Yeah. So. I've seen it all, I've seen it all really, yeah. Oh, that is that is the whole journey, yeah. isn't it? The, 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 yeah. There won't be many, many players have done that. Yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of boys. It's sad, you see how many boys I've I've seen that have gone and just, you realise how how many boys go through the whole process and just don't, they don't get where they want to be and stuff like that. But it's just a harsh reality of football, really. But yeah, I've met a lot of good people along the way, like, for it was a very big like it was a big part of my life, but I enjoyed it. I was I was enjoying it, I was doing well. Obviously the older you get, then it obviously becomes more scrutinized and it's a bit harder. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I was I was just just playing football really. And then obviously the older you get, more politics come into it and that's when it becomes a little bit it's a little bit more confusing. But yeah, when I got to sixteen, got my scholarship, so obviously it was full time. And that was very different, obviously, from just training academies. It was in every day. And at the time, Lee Harrison was the goalkeeper coach. And he, he was brilliant. He was, he was really, really good. And he, when I was, as soon as I was 16, I was going in. I was training with whoever it was at the time. It was Ox, uh, Ted, Nathan. Training with them when I was 16. Or even, even before, sometimes, they, they brought me in for the odd day when I was at school. Training with Dan Bentley. He, he was still speak to him a little bit now. But... Yeah, just it was a great setup, especially the the, the goalkeeper setup was was good. But yeah, it was just there was Lee Harrison was a big part of the club. And I think when he left, it, it I think a lot of a lot of people were disappointed with that because he was just he just kept it together. Even within the first team when I was in there, like he was such a big character in the change room. Even for the outfield players, he was a set piece coach. He was speaking to all the lads. He was keeping everyone. He just he was a big part of the team. And then obviously, when the gaffer changed after during COVID, Sol went and um, he brought in all his own staff. He just he just changed it a lot for me. It changed a lot for me, and I know it changed a lot for a lot of people. And yeah, that year after COVID was was hard because obviously, I just broke through. I was in the first team squad for like two or three months, and I was enjoying it. And I was getting trained every day. I was training with the first team all the sessions. Really, really enjoying it. Just. And when I was playing for the 18s, I was playing well. I was just in really good form. And obviously, COVID came at the wrong time, really. And um, Sol went during COVID. Lee went. And it just, yeah, it was a big change. And then when I come back, the gaff at the time just didn't, didn't really give me a look into honest. Just from day one, I didn't, because, of, because there was COVID bubbles at the time, I wasn't allowed, like, to train with the first team unless... I got a certain amount of tests and at the time it wasn't as easy to get tests. And um, so, yeah, I was getting, if I was lucky, one goalkeeper session a week, and that would just be, it wouldn't be with the first and keepers or anything. So at the time, this is when there was 18 bubble, there was 23 bubble, first team bubble. And the 23 just so small because obviously at the time, the first team weren't doing too well. So we had so many younger ones going up. So the 23 sessions, you're talking like, five or six people some days so I was not getting goalkeeper sessions I was training with five or six people and it was just normally just predominantly based around them um, yeah and then when there was a game which was which was rare at the time in the 23s it, they were just popping down over the number two was at the time so I wasn't getting games 
I wasn't getting goalkeeper training. And the training I was getting just it just wasn't ideal, really. And some of that was down to COVID. And some of that could have been done better from the setup. But I just knew at that point this wasn't I wasn't getting a look in. I wasn't given any fair reflection really. So I just I felt like I was just being given no choice, if you know what I mean. But it was a shame it ended the way it did, but I still like especially the fans, even like I made one I won made one first appearance, but like the amount of fans that still message me now or support me on, like it's great really. That's why I I, I, I always watch the club. So when I was young, I, I'm a Man United fan, to be honest, like my dad drilled that into me from when I was really, really young. But from when I was, as long as I can remember, I joined South End. Even before then, I went to a game. I, I could not tell you what year it was, but I went to watch South End against Norwich. No idea what year it was, but I was very young, is all I remember. And that was the first game I ever went to. I must have been five or six, um, went to that. And then as soon as I joined the club, me and my dad just, we loved going. Like, a lot of the lads had to be encouraged to go. And go. But me and my dad, go to the train Saturday morning, went and watched every game. We went we went away games. We went to that that Morecambe game where we didn't quite do it on the final day, but <laughs> we did it at Wembley. Yeah, that was a good trend. But we did, yeah, we did away days. We did Wigan away where we lost 4-1. The Ted was in goal. We did that. Done basically every home game. So, we, yeah, Southend become very much my second year if not my first year at the time like we just we enjoyed we, my dad's about a massive fan as well and he just he's obviously from Northern Ireland so we just kind of loving it and we just we loved going and um, yeah it was just I fell in love with the club and the way the fans were they were always even when I was like 14, 15 when I was getting call ups for like Northern Ireland I was always getting a lot of fans supporting me and wishing me well and just it just yeah it made me really want to really do well for the club and obviously, when I was younger, I had a lot of good coaches. Like when I was growing up, some good goalkeeper coaches. Like Phil Skelton was there for a bit. People won't know about him, but he was a really big part of my progress when I was at the club. Um, and then, uh, yeah, age group coaches I had Paul Barry. He's at Crystal Palace now. He yeah. he was really really good for me. Um, even Stuart Fowler was there, but he was good for me. Um, the whole way up, really, Temi was really good. Um, and I was really enjoying it. Danny Heath, I, I can't speak well enough. He's, he's, a, he's a great lad. Danny Heath was always good to me. Always had my back. He's, he's always very fair. So I always appreciated him. I, I, I had him from when I was nine to when I, was, to when I left when I was 19, really. So I knew Danny for a long, long time. Um, so, yeah, there's was, there was a lot of good people in the club. Like, I, I know I'm not really going to names, but there's certain people, obviously, I'm not really too fond of the way they, they handle certain things. But at the same time, Ninety percent of the people that I met along the way were really, really good to me, and obviously in terms of the fan base, everyone, I don't think I've ever had a bad experience with it, even even to this day. But um, yeah, just really, the, I, I was there for a long, long time, and I, I still look out for the results and really hope they do well. I've still got friends at the club as well, so I want them to do well. It's just, and to be honest, a lot of the people I say I had issues with aren't at the club anymore. So mm-hmm. I, I just wish the club well, like. And Kev, obviously, Kev left for me when he went to Bristol, but I had Kev, well, I still have Kev. I was young, but when I was like 15, 16, I used to go and train the Saturday mornings with 23s, and Kev was the manager then. And he was really good to me in my first year as a 23 manager. He was, he was a really, really lovely lad, a good coach. And there's just, there's just some coaches, obviously, goalkeeping is a very unique position. And some coaches get it, and some coaches don't. But yeah, Kev really got it. Heathy really got it. There was a lot of coaches that did get it. Because obviously, it's just you can have as many coaching badges or as much experience as you could have outfield, but until you're playing goal, it's a very, very different 
experience, if you know what I mean. So when you have a coach that understands it and gives you the credit you deserve sometimes, it's a really big factor in how well you do. Like, there was experiences near the end where, I don't know if you remember, there was a, there was a big game in the 23s where we played against Holbridge. We drew 0-0. And I had a bit of a worldie. I, uh, oh, well, I went to it because it, it yeah. you, you could go oh, to yeah. games at that level, couldn't you? Oh. Yeah. You could, yeah, yeah, the time, we, yeah. We were both there, yeah. Yeah, I had a, had a really good game. and um, Yeah, everyone was saying how well I did, blah, blah, blah. Chris Phillips was messaging me saying how well he did. Um, and then on the little article there was um, with the gaffer at the time for the 23s. And Chris was like, oh, how well did Cal do? And he was like, oh, just done his job and just moved on to everyone else to say how well everyone else done, basically, apart from me. And I got no no well done, no nothing. And then the next day, the first thing the manager comes up to me is, shows me a video I clipped from the game. And one of the midfielders is pinged the ball. He's, he's tried to pass it back, but he's, he's actually put way too much on it, going straight, like, in the top corner. And I've headed it over the bar. And he's like... Remember that? Like, um, I remember that. Yeah. And he's like, why have you not, why have you not tipped that over? And I was like, well, it was clearly a back pass. And he was like, as long as you don't catch it. And he had me doubting myself. And I was like, what? And I've searched up the rules and everything. And I definitely couldn't. It still would have been against the rules. But it's, it's like, hang it's on a minute, yeah. man. You've, put, you've pulled up I mean. one thing that I might have yeah. hesitated over all night. <laughs> but I was like, I, I, I didn't lead to anything. I, I dealt with it really well. The rules say I did the right thing. And I got no well done, no nothing. And that's, that's, the, that's the point I got. And I don't really want to go. Is this, yeah, is that, this, um, is this yeah. Mark Molesley that, that was saying this? No, this is the uh, the 23s manager. So, okay. who was that? Yeah. Who was that? Was it? Craig Fagan. Oh, of course it was. Yeah, of course sense. it was. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, if if that skims off your head and it goes in, then all right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. take a bit of criticism. But I've, has, the, yeah. Have nothing, I, nothing, have I kept the ball out of the goal? <laughs> Nothing to the midfielder that's pinged it in my head either. <laughs> so I just, but I'm, I, I could go into a lot of examples, but I don't, I, that's not what I want to do. But my example is just, it just felt like at times I was fighting a losing battle for the last yeah. six, seven months that I was there. And that's just a small example, really, of some of the things I was dealing with on a daily basis. And it just become a lot for me because every day was just, that's just a small example, but every day was a fight like that, whether it was in training, in games. I just felt like, I was getting so much criticism for just not doing much wrong. And as soon as I did something right, I knew I was getting nothing. So it was almost like I had to play an absolute world just to get, just to get no grief, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And it, it became quite a lot for me. And yeah, to be honest, I was, I was in a dark place that time. And then I left when I did because I went in and spoke to Rick and spoke about the way it was. And it didn't look like the first team would give me any chances. I wasn't getting into goalkeeper training. They wanted me to stay in the season, see what happened. But, I was just, I was in such a dark place. I was, I was, to be honest, I was hating football. And I, it was just time for me to go, really. I just needed to, I needed a refresh because it was just becoming too much for me. And it just, at the end of the day, I meant to hate more than anything. Yeah. Mature decision to make for a young uh, man. There was like no point. I was like, I had, I, I was never an anxious person. And I was feeling really anxious every single day. And it was just, it was a horrible feeling. My, my parents knew it wasn't, wasn't right for me to carry on with the way. It was going, but it was a shame it ended the way it did. But I don't forget ten years before, and a lot of the good things that happened. But yeah, it's just it's football in it. There's, there's you're not going to get on with everyone. Not everyone's going to like you. 
just life in general, really. But yeah, yeah it's just the way the way it went. But yeah, you you obviously made the decision for for yourself, but that's still quite a a brave decision to make at that age because you easily yeah. could have gone well. I'll stay here. Actually, it's football, and and you could have made yourself really ill over that. So to make yeah. that, you go actually, you know what? I'm going to step away from this. I think that's a really yeah. bold and brave decision. Yeah, yeah, because the club were like, oh, you're not going to get paid. I just I was like. <laughs> that, that, it's not. It's not really. I couldn't really care less about if they offered me a hundred grand a week. I didn't want to stay at that point. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just. Yeah. I'd make, my mind was made up. But yeah, yeah just it's just the way it went. But yeah, there was a, there was a little good time. My first year, full time, wasn't easy at times either because I wasn't playing because that's when Harry Seaton was the was the older goalkeeper and he was playing every week and. At times, I didn't think that was fair based on training or whether I got an opportunity. I, I played youth cup. I thought I did well. I played in the league cup against Bournemouth and I got told I, would, I, I kept us in the game. And then we then played Cambridge, who were like uh, competing with us in the league. We beat them. And I, I played really, I threw really good games. And as soon as the other keeper was back, I was just dropped. And I was, I was told I wasn't given any, I wasn't even given a chat really to describe it. But yeah, like I say, that just happens in football. But then my second year, Danny Heath was the manager. And I, I was loving my football. I was loving it. Um, I was playing every week and I was doing well. But to be fair, Dan was fair. He always gave the other keeper a chance as well in cup games and stuff like that. But I respected it because that's what I would have liked if that's when he, if he was my manager in first year, which he wasn't. But I would have liked that if he was because I know he's I know he's a fair character and I respect him for that. And yeah, I was, I was really enjoying my football and then I think I was doing well. And then... Obviously, that ended up me being the first team for a bit. And Lee Harrison was a big part of that as well. He was very, 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 very good for us. But, yeah, it was it was good. But third, the final year I was there, obviously, happened. But it doesn't reflect what happened before. But, like I say, I, I don't think I could say I have an issue with anybody that's at the club now. Because, yeah, the coaches that are there now, not that some of them obviously I haven't had experience with, but even... Like Mark, there was a time when I was young, I went to train with Candy for a bit, for a bit of men's experience. He was good to me then. Obviously, I've had experience with Kev. Darren Curry, I've never never come across him, but he seems like a really, really good coach. When listen, from, the, from the lads I know at the club, they say he's brilliant. And he seems like he's brilliant with the fans as well. So, I think, yeah, like That's I say, the club, got, <laughs> yeah, the club has got a really good setup at the moment in terms of the, the coaching staff. And that's why, obviously, you're seeing the results in the pitch going the right direction. You're seeing boys that are enjoying their football. You're seeing a, a squad that's together. Yeah. And I think that's what happens. It's just a shame, obviously, you've got the stuff upstairs, but hopefully that resolves itself in time. But, yeah, yeah the fans fans keep going to do what they're doing. I see them raising all that money as well. It's, you don't see any club, many clubs like that in the National League. And that's why I know that whether that's this year, next year, they're going to be back in the Football League, no, no doubt. Back to where they belong, really. Well, let's hope. Let's yeah, hope. it's yeah, but no, you're you're right. It's it is it's very conflicting at the moment for a supporter because yeah, as you say on on the pitch, it, it really couldn't be going much better. But yeah, then I mean, yeah. We're, we're all becoming aware of of these you know the the same mistakes that are yeah that's, that are that's still getting made. Which um, yeah, yeah. You, you mentioned there where something was said to you. Well, if you if you leave, you ain't going to get paid. So yeah. quite ironic, really. So, what was 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 there ever was there ever a time 
at your time at the club, you you weren't paid or you were paid late? <laughs> yeah, very very regularly. Yeah, that, that was that was it was more of a shock to be paid on time. If I'm being honest, <laughs> all the boys all the boys were in the changing room. People think, oh, you play football like you have money, but like we even the first team level. Like, don't be wrong, there was certain people like. I'm not going to say well, a few people because that's their own business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't have to name any names. They were they were on good wages, but obviously, that's, I don't think they're going to be people with wages anywhere near as big as that now. But any, but still, like I say, whether you're first team or youth team, like you're not you're not getting hundred grand a week. You can't just not get paid. You can't get paid late. People have car insurance where they might be paying. They got might have car loans. They might have even like mortgages and they got mouths to feed. Like. And you can't just start paying people late. And people, sometimes, some bits of half the team have been paying and half the team hadn't. It just felt like, from a professional club, at the time, majority of the time I was at the club, we were a League One club for even pushing towards the championship. And it was like that. And it was, it was just, it was a shame. Like, there was a time where we, not all the time was it ridiculously late. It might be a few days, but, you should be getting paid on time. Like any other workplace isn't like that. But there was times where it was pretty late. There was a time where it was like, I think similar to what happened to the youth team at the moment, where it was, must have been approaching two weeks. And I remember we were, we were not, we were just gone with it because the thing is they have you, they have you by the throat in terms of this is your dream and you can't say anything. Cause if you start kicking off, you're worried that well, they're going to change their affliction on you. So especially the younger lads, just get on with it. But that's why I was so, I was actually, to see the youth team do that, I thought, that's really, really good. Like, fair play to them. I think that's, takes some, takes some balls to do that. But it's a good thing. They've got to do what they've got to do. Like, I know that, especially at that age, I know from personal experience, getting trains where they're getting petrol, whatever it is, that, that, that you might not have any money until you get that. Like, yeah. and they're just expecting the lads to get on with it, mm. which I think is, is ridiculous. And I know the fact that the chairman picks and chooses who he pays. Let's just say that he knows who he needs to pay first because he thinks oh, the others will get on with it. Because mm-hmm. I know that there's there's academy staff that still haven't been paid now for the, the, at this period in time. Yeah, and we're I just don't think that's aren't we? yeah. But yeah, we, 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 we know a couple of the coaches again. Won't name names, but we, yeah, we're aware yeah. of some academy coaches that that haven't been paid and have you know historically been as you say been paid late. This isn't a new yeah. thing, but it's 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 not a way you can run any business. Yeah, it's it's not like even when before I was getting paid when I was just like academy player, I, I remember like I spoke to some of the coaches and they'd be like, "Yeah, we still ain't been paid or we ain't been paid the, the right amount," and that's what that's what led to a lot of coaches leaving. Like I'm not going to name coaches for a little like for a minute, but there was very very good coaches at the club who I got on with well, and the reason why they didn't end up there is because whether that means Southend being tight, they don't offer them a, a full time contract or. They're offering them the very minimal wage, or they're offering they're just or they're just not paying them time, whatever it is. And that's why a lot of people leave. And I think Southend have lost a lot of good people due to a lot of the stuff that goes on in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, I think that's a shame. But like I say, since I was like 10, 11, I remember Cody saying about not being paid on time and stuff like that. So it's an issue that it needs to be solved. And obviously the chairman needs to find a way that if he's not if he's not gonna He's got to stay in the club. He's got he's got to sort that out, or he's, maybe there's someone better out for the club out there. But see, that's not my place to talk about. But yeah, just I don't think it's a very 
a very healthy thing and I know it pisses off a lot of players and it pisses off a lot of coaches and it's not going to lead to a healthy environment. Like the, the youth team, I believe they have a, a youth cup game coming up and that's all been overshadowed by not being paid and strikes yeah. and, and that's not their fault. They've, but like the fact that that's been led to happen from up above, I just think is very, very unfair. And I know that a lot of the wages for youth team is not paid by the club as well. And how, especially when I, I'm not sure if it's different now if it's in the football league, but I know when we were there, the EFL paid a big majority of the work. No, wages. but we believe that is still the case. They, they yeah, do so, still get EFL funding. So, where's that money going? Yeah. And to me, that suggests that the, he's got the money and he's giving it to, like I say, the priority people yeah. first, which I think is, is ridiculous, to be honest. Well, it's illegal. But, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's very. <laughs> That's why I've illegal. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, just like I say, I don't really know how they're going to solve that unless. Yeah, it's, That's what I mean. it's, like, it's, when, when it's we were when we were seeing things like the new stadium, which is going to cost however many million, or we bought the the David Beckham dome. I don't think fans realise. Like I don't think they forget we we paid like I think it was like two million pounds for the David Beckham dome. I think I was like twelve, and I was thinking, oh, maybe when I'm youth team it'll be up in time. <laughs> I'm I'm twenty one in two months and it hasn't moved. Like, I'm, I, I but we can't build it. We can, yeah, so, so so much of it is now got so much rust on it. We yeah, can't use that's it. what I was going to say. That's just that's just going to be sold as yeah. It's just it's just scrap metal now, which I think this is some of these decisions I just don't get and. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name players, but when when there was a time in the club where I was hearing certain players won nine, ten grand a week and we were not getting paid or people were not getting paid at all or they were not getting paid on time. And I was just like, I get you have to he was trying to maybe trying to sign certain players to get to the next level, but like there's two big risks for just getting thrown around. And obviously that season when we got relegated from League One to League Two a lot of the big names went out the door. And it was the right thing at the time because we had to do what I do to get the, get the wage structure down. But it, it, I thought that would solve a lot of the issues, but it clearly hasn't. But, yeah, it's just, yeah, there's just obviously a lot more going on that even me or people in the club probably don't even know about. But yeah. That's, yeah. What, that's what probably Ron, only Ron knows what's really going on. Yeah. Oh yeah, he, he, I'm not sure he, he would know. have turned on the times, but but I'm 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 not sure. I I think the the books have got to be so dirty. I'm not even a hundred percent sure he does know everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd agree with you there. Like, but yeah, like the people at the club now, I still speak to them, and I'm not going to say who, but yeah, they. All I can say is that on the pitch and on the training ground, it's a lot lot better than it has been in recent years. Anyway, and it's definitely heading in the right direction, which is which is a massive positive. But obviously, at the end of the day, if the bigger issues aren't solved, I would hate for it to happen. You never know, the club could fold or something like that. And yeah. at the end, that wouldn't matter. And then the rest wouldn't matter, which is why it needs to be sorted out. Yeah. So obviously, I really hope it never gets to that. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. But all these wire knuck orders and court dates, even I was a club, it just overshadows it. And fair play to the to the first team. It looks like they're just putting it behind them. They're going and doing the whole thing. But eventually that, that carries on. It's going to overshadow. It's going to affect the training ground. It's going to make people wonder if they're still going to have a football club in a few months. And obviously for the fans, it'll be a horrible, horrible feeling if you lost your football club. But yeah, hopefully it doesn't get to that. But just one more example of when I was there, there was a time where we went and went out to train because we hadn't been paid in like two weeks. And and then we obviously found out the first team had them. This is when I was only about 16, I think. And they were having a meeting upstairs and they were like, if we're not paid, maybe I think it was by that evening or maybe the next day, it was like, we're not, we're, we're going to strike. And they were like, and they told us like to basically to do the same thing. And then I think we got paid very late that night. But like I say, it's just it's like scraping things around, like getting it from there, getting it from there. Like the money's somewhere, but it's just being prioritized in certain ways, which I think is where a lot of the issues come from. But yeah. Not really much more I can say about it. It's it's still the same to be honest, mate. What you're still saying, still the exact same. You know, basically. <laughs> yeah. Threatening to go on strike and then at that time all the money appears, yeah. it's still the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> at, at the moment, uh, it hasn't filtered into the first team squad, but it's probably only a matter of time. The, the players aren't stupid. They know yeah. what's going on. They know there's various members of like the admin staff not getting paid. So yeah. they're, 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 they've got to be having their little conversations amongst themselves, thinking yeah. it's only a matter of time, isn't it, before, before we yeah, are exactly. late. Them conversations, yeah, they, they do happen whether fans leave or not. They do happen. They happen in the changing. They happen back in the day. And it, people like the players want the best for the club. They want to do well. But at the end of the day, it's still it's still their job. And people forget that. And they have families to feed, and they have they have things that they need to do. So when that stuff's going on, it's going to stress them out. Just like any other normal person in the world would be stressed out if they're not being paid on time. If they're not being paid at all. Or they're being underpaid. It's just and then that's going to affect on the pitch and. I'd say that's no one, no one's fault apart from the people that should be paying. Yeah, no, literally that, literally that. Um, we might as well try and bring it back to a bit more of a, of a lighter note. Yeah. That, but, um, <laughs> obviously, your time at the club, you played for Northern Ireland, uh, all yeah. the age groups, didn't you? Um, yeah. I mean, well, how did that come about to start with? And, um, you yeah, know, who have you got to play with? And, and, and I guess where? You say, you, say well, you, you qualify through your dad, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So my dad... From, well, he was born in Northern Ireland, grew up during a lot of the troubles over there. Um, met my mum on a holiday with his friends and, yeah, fell in love or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he moved over and obviously they had me eventually. And, um, yeah, so I've always, to be honest, my, like, like, that's why I supported Man United because my dad was just, first top I was given was a Man United top. And, um he, he was drilling me from day one. I was supporting Northern Ireland, to be honest. But before I supported England, I, I didn't really care because my dad, that, at the end of the day, your dad tells you at that age, goes. So I was watching Northern Ireland games. Yeah, just 
and I really enjoyed it. And just to be honest, whenever I used to go over there quite a lot, I still go over there quite a lot, I try to. And the people are just so so friendly over there. It's just the small things like if you go out for a walk in England, like a lot of people won't make an effort. Like obviously some people would, but in Northern Ireland, everyone talks to everyone, everyone's asking how you are. And I just fell in love with that the culture, if you know what I mean, the way it, how kind everyone was. So yeah, I always had a thing. I was always watching Northern Ireland and always if it got to it, would I play for England? Maybe. Depends where I was in my career. But yeah, I really, really enjoyed watching them and going over there. And then when I was, I think I was 2016, I was, yeah, so I was 14, yeah. So I was 14 and me and my dad went to the Euros to watch Northern Ireland against Ukraine and we won. And we met some people on the, on the way back and they were asking questions about me. And we were saying, oh, I play for South End, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, oh, we're, we're like coaches at Northern Ireland, blah, blah, blah. Like, would, would you be interested? And I was like, well, definitely. So they got me over for a training camp and I did well. And yeah, then, then I started playing regularly. I played in two Milk Cups, um, played in the Victory Shield, beat Scotland, beat Wales, um, played against Belgium, where Jeremy Duku was playing. And he plays in France now. He, play, he starts for Belgium quite a lot. He'll probably be out there in the World Cup, probably played quite a few games. Very, very good player. Um, yeah, just, I really enjoyed it. To be honest, the, the Northern Ireland camps were were good in a way. Obviously, I, was, I played against a lot of good players, even because I think I've been playing a lot, against a lot of Cat 1 teams. But for Northern Ireland, I was playing against the best of the best and in front of big big crowds. Obviously, this is before I played the first team for South End. So big crowds I'd never done before. Um, going away to different countries regularly. And to be honest, the setup was a lot more professional than sometimes it was at South End, which was obviously a new experience for me, which I really enjoyed as well. So yeah, to be honest, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Even up to two months ago, I was on, I was like, there were two kids picked up. I was, if one of them was injured, I was going to play Scotland for the 21s, even now. So it's, it's still there, it's still hanging about. And then, I, I think I, I like to think I did quite well whenever I played for them, and the lads are really, really good. And I've, I've got lad, I've got good mates. Uh, um, my mate Connor Bradley plays for Liverpool. He's already made his first team debut. He's made his Champions League debut. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, got lads at Chelsea, Arsenal, City. Like they're, they're all over the place. To be honest, there's a big mixture. But even at that level, there's there's lads that don't don't really enjoy football anymore, or didn't make it to where they wanted to go, but. There's a lot of people that have done really well. And yeah, I really, really enjoyed Northern Ireland. It was, yeah, good experience for me. And maybe in the future, I might play for them again. But yeah, so yeah, enjoyable. Yeah, that's a great experience. Yeah. It's, 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 it's that obviously not a lot of people get to do it, you know, play for their country or a country at a, a, a certain age group. So I, I always find it quite fascinating, really, at such a young age, you can play for your country. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was new because it was quite. I was at school and the first, the early years of secondary school. Sometimes I would get a little bit of jealousy that I was playing for that professional team. And but the more people matured, I think people more appreciated it. And then, especially when I started playing for Northern Ireland, a lot of people were like they found it very, very interesting. I got a lot of feedback from even teachers watching me and coaches watching me. And yeah, and there was a point where in the Victory Shield, I played against Wales and. A good lad of mine, a good mate of mine, Dan Comfrey, 
was the other goalkeeper who I was competing with at the time to get a scholarship. And he was playing for Wales and we played against each other in the final game. And I knew that I was, I was having all the boys in the group chats were watching it on the live stream. I knew all the coaches were watching. And luckily we won 1-0, but yeah, it was, it was, it was a nervy day. But especially last minute when they got a free kick just, in the edge of, uh, just inside our half. Dan come up to take the goal kick from in goal. And I was thinking, oh, what if he what if this catches a bit of wind and flies in the back of the net? I was like, I'm, ne- I was, I'm never going to return to South End if that happens. <laughs> Luckily, uh, we got over the line. But yeah, like I say, it was just a very, very good experience. And yeah, uh, Northern Ireland setup is really good, to be honest. And I'm sure like they didn't have as good of a setup as a lot of countries 20 years ago, but they've really changed their setup. And I experienced a lot of that. And I think in 10, 20 years, you'll see that within the first team and you're seeing the players like the, the lad from Liverpool breaking through already and starting every game for Northern Ireland first team now. So I think they'll see a lot of that progress in the years to come, really. Yeah, yeah. So you end up making your debut for South End against, was it Coventry? Coventry, yeah. Right. So How that car came about? Came about? Was it an injury or a car came <laughs> Yeah, so I've been in the gate, I've been in the bench for five or six games and Let's just say Ox Ox got injured a fair amount. He had a bit of a bit of a dodgy back, I think. And um, so I was always ready. I always and there was a game. I don't know if you remember that season. We beat Lincoln two one. Yeah. And Elvis scored in the last minute. Yeah. And I was on the bench for that game, but I got like a text that morning from Chris, like Chris Phillips, who was like, "You starting?" And I was like, "I don't think so." <laughs> <laughs> And then I got there and Lee's called me over. He's obviously heard because Ox had a, a knock and Lee was like, be ready to play. I'm pretty sure you're going to be playing. And I was like, well, I don't know. And I didn't really have time to think about it. I was excited, obviously a bit nervous, but excited. And um, eventually Ox did the warm-up and he was feeling it a lot. And I thought I was going to play, but he got through the game. But I think nearly every single game Ox went down at least once. Yes. So I was warming up quite a lot. And one of the games was Peterborough away. I think we lost 4-0. Peterborough were very good, but Ivan Tony was playing for Peterborough at the time. <laughs> and I knew Ivan Tony was good even though we all knew because he was, I think he was one of the top scorers in the league. But um, Ox went down in like the fifth minute. It was like minus three degrees, 20,000. 20, I've been sent Get to warm up. up. I'm, get, I'm getting abuse already. I'm thinking, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Get I, up. I, part, a lot of me wanted to come on, Bob. So you got that bit of you like, shit, like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I was... I, Ox got through the game, but he was up and down all game. Amy, the physio, was like sending out, like, she, she wanted to treat him and come back. Like, you're right. He's like, nah. You're going to be coming on. So every game I was getting told I was going to be coming on. So I was kind of used to the feeling of it. But yeah, it would have been, been good to play against Ivan Tony. But yeah, maybe maybe for the best. But yeah, yeah. then Coventry game was actually one of the games I think Ox hadn't gone down and hadn't complained about any injuries. And then I think he ran out, cleared one, and then he had a goal kick and he's, something's gone in his leg. And I knew, I knew, this, I knew this time. It was pretty obvious. And um, everyone's like, "Get ready!" So, like one second ago, I was just sitting there chilling, watching the game. Ten minutes left, and this is this is all the games I was on the bench. It was absolutely freezing. It was when there was all them storms going around. I can't remember what yeah. they were called, but they always had all sorts of names. And um, Ox was in the end, where directly into wind as well. And I'm thinking, "Oh Jesus Christ!" Um, Ox, yes, Ox goes down. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm dressed completely because I'm like, he's definitely coming off." I knew. Went on. 
straight towards the Coventry fans. I think there's like two and a half thousand of them behind the goal. Getting all sorts of abuse. All sorts. <laughs> um, it went up for a throw and so I got, got they threw it back to me. And I'm thinking like, I'm kicking this directly into like a hurricane. I'm thinking, Jesus Christ. <laughs> kick it straight, kick it, hit a decent strike and it's just gone up and it's just hit the wind and it's just carried on coming back and I'm like, Jesus Christ. And then like 10, 10 seconds later, they've ended up coming through and I've had to make a save and I, I was still freezing. I was absolutely, but yeah, it was a really good experience. The commentary fans were singing, you're going back to school in the morning and <laughs> they obviously got my Instagram up and they started chanting my girlfriend's name and all sorts. <laughs> <laughs> I was, <laughs> was, was having a little chuckle to myself, but to be honest, they were, they, were, they were really, really good. When the game ended, when I went up to get my water bottle, they were all like, they all gave me a massive clap and I got like a thousand new followers that were all Coventry fans. <laughs> I still, some of them still message me now after I got them. They were actually they were they were, they were good fun. They were just it's all banner, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, it was a good experience, and that's why that's what I wanted to do. I, I enjoyed that, and it was a big part of it for me. But yeah, like I said, I was happy I kept the clean sheet. I was like, don't can't be posted on Instagram if I made any mistakes. Like the days, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, then went out had a good night, and then obviously a few weeks later, I think there was one or two games they bought the um. They brought a, that loan keeper in from Brentford, Gunnison. Um, oh, so I think it was a bit of, yeah, I think that was a bit of a shame. I think it was a bit of a shame. They could have, whether it was me or Harry, I think they should have given us a chance because at that point we were we were doomed to us anyway. And I don't think he was all that good anyway from what we saw in training. And a lot of other youngsters are, are playing as well. So you think, you know, yeah. what's one more? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. At the, t- at the time, that was like a 23 strike almost. Yeah. But yeah, but I think there was one or two games, and then COVID happened anyway. Then a lot, a lot of stuff changed. Obviously, in the world and in the club, it changed completely. When for me, the biggest change, and I, I don't think a lot of fans are thinking about it, but I think when Lee left, a lot changed. Like a lot changed because I know, especially for the goalkeepers, you wouldn't find a keeper at the club who said a bad word about about Lee. And even the, I think the outfield players the same, and I think it was a shame. But I think that was a. I'm not going to say that was why we then had a bad season under under Mark, but yeah, I just think it was. I think changing all the staff, even the the ones that have been there throughout different managers, was was a shame. But yeah, I think that's when a lot changed. But it happens in football, at least Southend are back on the right track now. But yeah, there was we had. I think there was a lot of managers affected. I mean, again, so we've obviously had, <laughs> had Phil Brown when I was younger, but then Chris Chris Powell come in when I first really started going into the full time environment. And Chris Chris is a lovely, lovely man. He was he made an effort with everyone, even when I was the sixteen year old coming in just for the shooting drill at the end of the session. He always made an effort with me. Always had a chat with me. Got invited on when I was sixteen just to just to warm up before one of the games. And that was just, it was a big thing for me. Like it, was, it meant a lot to me at the time. And just little things like that. Chris was, Chris was good and the players like Chris, but unfortunately just, it was obviously wasn't working too much at the end. And then I think we had Kevin Bond. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, we did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 yeah, he wasn't there for very long. Because <laughs> I remember us all being in the changing room. We were hearing, oh, Harry Redknapp's coming in with him. 
And we were like, oh, wow, Harry Redknapp actually did come into the training ground one day. Yeah. I was just, I was just going to the toilet. I walked out going ready to get lunch and Harry Redknapp's walked past me and think, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, I was like, I know what's going on. But yeah, Kevin, I, would, I didn't have that much experience in terms of around the first team environment around Kevin. But when I did, I'll just say he, he wasn't very well respected. And I, 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 in terms of that, I would say sometimes some of the players were probably a little bit unprofessional, some of the stuff I saw. But mm. yeah, he, I don't think he was a very good manager, to be honest. Not in that environment anyway. And then that... Gary Waddock was caretaker for like. Oh four. yeah, yeah. I remember he come in for a bit. Yeah, yeah. I w- I wouldn't say I have anything bad to say about him. There was there was a few things I'm not going to speak about because I don't really know what what will happen there. But yeah. there's a few weird things that happened around that situation. Right. Um, and then yeah, he went. And then does that so after that? Yeah, that was so. Well, the whole thing with Waddock was there was the whole Henrik Larson thing. Oh, weird, so. yeah, I keep oh yeah, I remember weird. that. Yeah, weird. So, yeah, I remember that was weird. Yeah, and um, yeah, song coming. What was the weird about? one? Yeah, because you, you hear you hear a lot and you see a lot about song. Yeah, a bit of an extrovert. Like he was, he was an. I have to good things to say about him because at the end of the day he gave him my debut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. And he had and he had him on the bench for him, so like he's a weird one. I know certain people won't have as many good things to say about him as I as I would. But yeah, he he was he was a weird he was a weird character. But <laughs> he was a weird character. But probably enough there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's he's been there and done. I it, like but... him, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he just yeah, I don't know, he just. I'd say he didn't seem very invested at times. Like, he would just pop into the changing room and say the smallest thing and that would be it. And, like, some of the players were looking around confused. Like, is that it? And then there was the game. I was on the bench. I want to say it was Doncaster where he called us Southampton after. Oh, in the, um, yeah. Yeah. As a player, like, what, yeah, what, I'll be honest. Answer? I'll be honest. All the, like, all the team were on the coach, like, like pissing himself like what, what is going on there watching this video it was all over Twitter like proper trending <laughs> it just yeah but the same day was it Doncaster or was it Peterborough one of the two I think we lost both of them um, but yeah and I think it was after Doncaster and we got battered and but the 7-1 so, so, guy that that one no no I won the bench that one I, th- I think it was. I might, I might be getting confused with people again. I just know that we lost oh, heavily. And um, Souls come in and said, "Oh, well done, lads! Like you did well out there. Like you put a good foot up." And like Stephen McLaughlin said, like, "What the like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> we, we he was like we were absolutely terrible. Like what 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 are you on about?" And o- o- even even Ox was saying the same thing. Like. Like, what are you on about? Like, we clearly weren't doing very well. And then all the players, like, and then, but then soldiers left. And it was just weird. Like, he just didn't yeah. feel like they, they should, he, he should have had a lot more to say than what he did. Yeah. And I think, I think Stephen McLaughlin was a, was a big, was a big character in the dressing room. And I think, I think Tarthin, even now they're missing, he's a good character and he's a good player as well. But he was a big, he was a big part of the dressing room. He was one of the players that, he was fair, like to me, he was always nice and 
he did the, he did the side of it where you look you look after the youngsters, but he also you knew not to mess around around him, but you knew to do the right thing. And I think then when something were doing really really well, there's a lot of characters like that. Whether that was Atkinson at the top when he was doing really well, and Leonard and Dimitri and even like Fortune and people like that. There was a lot of big characters, and they, a lot of people had been there and done it, but they were they were still putting it in. It, it showed, and as soon as you lost a lot of them characters or people that just didn't really care as much, there was like, there were certain players that had been there, done that, that had that fight almost like I'm not going to compare it to Roy Keane, but that same like authoritative figure in the dressing room. And then there were certain characters from the Prem that you you knew were just there for like a little payday. And I think in the end, you lost a lot of the characters and a lot of people there for the paydays come in. And I think that's when it all, it all went very wrong. Because on paper, you had players that played for like Burnley and Blackburn and all sorts like, but they just weren't doing it. They weren't cutting it in League One. Like, And I think that's a big part of it. It's just not about, obviously, how good you are. It's about the mentality. And the mentality feeds into the younger players. And that shows a lot, it was a lot for where they go. And... Even like I know a lot of South End fans don't like him now, but Elvis was a was a good character, and um, I don't really I'm I'm not even sure myself really what happened near the end. But yeah, none none of us are really sure. A very strange yeah. story like that, and, and quite sad. Really, yeah. a player that young didn't play for virtually a whole year. Yeah, it was, but like I say, with some of the issues that went on around the, in the in the background, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say, oh, he's done the wrong thing because I don't know what, what happened to him because yeah. uh, I don't really know what might have been going on. But, yeah, it was definitely a very weird situation. But he, he was a good character, even from... Because he got bled in when he was so young. And he was around a lot of them big characters when the club were doing really well, pushing on towards the playoffs in League One. I think that drew into him. And he was... When I made my debut, he was the first one come over to me, spoke to me, gave a bit of reassurance. He was doing it every day in training. He did it to a lot of people. And, and Elvis was was a very good player as well. And I know there was times where there was Premier League teams and Championship teams around him. Whether that got into his head, I don't know. I'm not saying it did because I've never seen it myself. Maybe that crept into his head and that is where a lot of the issues come from. Because obviously, I think he's playing Iceland now. I'm not sure if he's still there. But um, Yeah, I, I haven't seen yeah. anything that he's not playing in Iceland. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was a weird one, but... Like I say, it just showed up how big characters were in the dressing room. I think, mm. and I don't. To be honest, I don't know ninety percent of the Southland squad now because obviously there's been a lot of ins and outs. But I'm going to guess there's a lot of good characters in there. They're heading in the right direction again. And from what the first the players I do speak to that are still there tell me, I think that is the case. But yeah, just been a, been a, been a lot of good experiences. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 season actually going back to that when you you saying towards the end it was basically a twenty three team. Do you, yeah. do you think that was a a good thing for for you you and your teammates in, in terms of your age bracket or or was it a bit maybe too much too soon too much at once and it kind of had the opposite effect? Yeah, I, for me for me personally, I don't think it did me any any harm. But I wasn't playing every week like people like Tom Clifford at the time were and when he was still very young and even Terrell and um, Terrell's a lovely lad and a really hard worker but like he shouldn't have been playing every week at that age like all of a sudden it shouldn't have been happening like he should have been bled in he just went from like nothing to like 
Southend's number seven within like a, yeah. a few months, and it all happened very, very quickly. And I guess you could, it's probably dependent on the player, dependent on the personality, but I, I don't think it was a good thing in general because, you, like I say, you need them characters around you. So, like for Elvis, he went in very young, but he had so many big characters around him, it, it got him to where he needed to be like, he made him a very good player. But if you're surrounded by just 23s, there's no one to learn off of, and you're just out there. Hanged dry, and I felt bad for some of them players. They were yeah. obviously, I'm not the majority of fans, very, very good, but obviously, there's going to be some fans that hate us and give people stick. And like, some people were like 18, 19, and they were playing League One every week, like, and they were getting stick on. I was like, these lads should be just get just getting to learn their trade, they shouldn't be having to keep a club in a bit of a crisis at the time, like, up on their own. Like, I just think, yeah, it was a bit too much. Yeah, and I think, I think a lot of fans do recognize that. To a lot for a lot of the lads, but yeah, like at the end of the day, I think I would say Tom Clifford was an example of someone who did help. I'm, I'm not sure how well he's been doing ever recently, but at the time he was doing very well. I remember he was probably our best player for quite a big portion of that season. Yeah, it's just I guess it's just depending on who you are and the situation, but yeah, it definitely could have done better, but. Like I say, I think that situation had to happen financially because a lot of the big names, like the squad at the start of the season, the squad at the end of that season were like completely different. Yeah, You had a lot of big names, ex-prem, and a lot of them went because they went by mutual consent because they, they couldn't afford the wages anymore. And I think that was a very, yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on back behind the scenes even then and yeah. probably more so even more than now, I'd say, the lot of the stuff that was going on behind the scenes then. But... Yeah, in, in one hand, it had to happen. But yeah, I think some players probably got hurt by that when it, it wasn't really their fault. But yeah, the club's more in a, a better place now. There's there's youngsters and they're getting given chances, but they're, they're not being reliant on like people yeah. like Oli Coker. Oli Coker's a very, very good player. And I have no doubt that he's going to play at a very high level. Even Tommy Davis, he's, he's, he's a good centre-half. And he's a very, very good lad. And he's got a great attitude. And I think he'll... He'll do very well, and he's been he's given opportunities where he's done an opportunity as far as seen as he's done well, and but if that this was a few years ago he'd have been playing every single game yeah and it, and it was in League One, like it probably would have been too much yeah yeah but uh, yeah I think I think the setup in terms of that's definitely in a better shape than it than it was then yeah definitely yeah definitely hundred yeah. percent so um, obviously you said you're at uni now but I mean what else are you still playing football or so basically, when I left South End, I went on tr- quite a few trials and I, I did get quite a few offers. I, I, I got offers from Football League. I got offers to play abroad. I got offers to play over in Ireland. And I went and did a few. I trained with a few clubs. I was training with Fulham for a while. I was training with Birmingham City for a while. I was training for, with Glen Torn over in the Irish League for a while. I got offers from certain places. And to be honest, I don't want to, to to blame, but the last year really did like a lot to my mental health, and I just was I just wasn't enjoying football anymore. I really, really wasn't enjoying football, and it just I was like, do I want to put myself through this if it's, if I'm not I'm not in the right space for that now? And to be honest, a lot of it I saw how quickly when I was at we were we were a League One club pushing for Championship, and then you click your fingers and you're in the National League, and there was a time when we were in the National League where it didn't look like whether we were going to stay up in the National League. Like, you looked like National South for a bit at the, at the beginning of last season. And, um, yeah, like I say, I just realised how 
quickly football can change. And obviously, league uh, championship prem, very very secure. You get long long term contracts. You're pretty secure in that job. But League One, I've seen so many boys or even men playing for South End every week, and then and they're playing in like the Asian Prem a year later. And I'm like, there's no there's no security to it. And I was like, do I want to do this for a few years, get a few one-year contracts, <coughs> maybe play a few League One games, League Two, whatever, and then that club get relegated or they don't want me anymore, or whatever, they go up and they want someone better. And then I've stuck with nothing else. And, and then what do I do? I don't want to be, people don't realise that, uh, I don't think I was quite an intelligent lad, but I didn't get to do any A-levels, anything like that. Because as soon as you leave school, you're, you're in there every day. And we, we go to college once a week, but the course we're put on is like nothing. Like it's really nothing. Like it doesn't, it's not reflect, it's not seen as very well at all. So I was like, I've got nothing to fall back on. Say I'm 23, 24, and then I, the best offer I'm getting is Conference South or something like that, where I can't, it's not full time. Yeah. What am I going to do? Like, and me personally, I, I, I'm not really, you're not going to see me on a building site or something like that. Like, it's just, it's not really my, my sort of thing. And I know that I wouldn't want to do that. So I was like, do I want to put myself in a position where oh, there's no security? So I was like, spoke to my parents I had a lot of chats for a long time and I was like I just want to I want to go and get some security in my future and get a degree in something that I know and then I've been playing at uni and this one is the standard here is very very good like we've got play last year one our striker he, he's, he's 29 because he came a bit later but he played against Perlo he's played nine, 11, I think 11 games in the first team he played for United City Wolves like he's been there, done that. So the stuff I've got players, foreign players that play for Anderlecht, Benfica. Like, I'm not missing out on anything from the training. And if I'm honest, I get more goal training here than I ever got at South End. Mm. Like, to be honest, like, I'll, I'll get every day here. And that wasn't always the case when I was at South End, which is bad. But <laughs> yeah, but so I'm, I'm getting the training. I'm, I'm getting fit and I've, I've, I've had time to work on my mental health and look after myself get the security and I think when I come out of when I come out when I complete my degree see what I'm doing if I if I get a good offer like I, I still speak to certain, certain managers that still message me now and certain coaches and I, I, I know I could, there's a few places I could at least at the very least get a trial at when I come back out and see where I'm at really and if I get if I get offered a really good job whether it's based off my degree maybe I'll go into that and I'll play a a decent level part-time or whatever. I'll just see what happens, really. But I know that my mental health will be better with that security. And I know if my mental health is better, I will play better. So it's almost like a win-win situation for me. Yeah. At the end of the day, when I finish, when I complete my degree next year, I'd have just turned 22. So, like, I'm still going to be very young. And so, yeah, I just, to be honest, I'm just seeing where it goes. I'm not putting any pressure on myself. I'm not putting any pressure on the situation. But that way I know I've got at the very least. I'm going to have a, a very, like a decent job that I'm going to enjoy. So that's why I did it, really. Yeah, I think I think it's really impressive that you've. <clears throat> I said it earlier, a very brave but a very intelligent decision to do that. Yeah. You know, you've you've seen that. You know where football can go so so quickly, and you've gone. You know what? I don't want that. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my own thing. Make sure my mental yeah. sorted, and then go from there. I think it's a it's a really good thing you've done. Thank you very much. 
Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. And I think there's a, there's a massive message there for a, a lot of, well, for any player really, but particularly for youngsters that are maybe sort of a little bit stuck in that that horrible crossroads of when you leave a club, what do I do now? Yeah. Yeah. So there, there, there is a life away from football. Yeah. Yeah. I think people, yeah, because it, cause you're in it from, especially if you get to that stage, you've probably been at such a young age in the full-time environment. And like, obviously I wasn't full-time, but when I was nine, I was training like five, six times a week, balanced with school. Like my life was very full on. I wasn't, yeah. I didn't go to parties at all really in my life. Like I went to like three parties the whole time I was at school. Because I was always, I always had something going on, and I, and I, I made it my priority. But so it does feel like it's everything. But you've got to just sometimes look at the bigger picture and realize there's more going on. And a lot of lads will come out, and they'll be like, "Okay, I've been released. Prem club are not letting me in. Champ." They'll go the whole way down, whether that's Conference South, whether that's Ishim Prem, whether that's even lower than that Essex Senior, whatever it is. And they just bounce all the way around, and they just keep playing that, hoping one day they're going to go back. And yeah, like I see a lot of stuff about. Oh, Jamie Vardy did this, Jamie Vardy did that. And he did. And I'm not saying to give up, but you've got to have some sort of perspective because at the end of the day, for every Jamie Vardy, there's 100,000 boys that don't ever then go up that whole ladder. And I think people forget about that. And it's not this, it's not the dream scenario that everyone wants to hear about, but it's the reality. And sometimes you've just got to have that perspective. And like I say, just because you go and complete a degree for a few years, you can... I, I could, I could have played... Like Bath City were interested in me up here who are Conference South and I thought about it but the problem is it's like a 11 month a year thing and my the house that I have here is only for like six seven months a year I have to go home for loads of things all the time it just it just didn't really work logistically yeah. but like I say people can you can play like a good level of men's football get paid or you can play for the uni ones which I do which are normally if you go to a decent uni a good standard anyway it keeps you ticking over and then it doesn't mean you've given up or it doesn't mean you, you're, not, you're scared or anything. It just means you're in a better position then for your, for your whole world around life. Yeah. Yeah. Just doing your own thing, right? Yeah. Just doing what you exactly. want to do. You know, so we, yeah. we know quite a lot of people that are in, you know, the sort of circles you're talking about, the Ishpian North and Prem and the yeah. League and stuff. And you're, you're bang on. They just do the rounds. They play for five clubs a year. Obviously. Yeah. And, and, you know, oh, don't get me wrong. I, even I'd like to play that level, but they don't. Nothing. Don't get anything out of it. And you can yeah, sell it. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah. Like, I don't mean there's nothing wrong with playing at that level, but it's for people that think, oh, I'm going to play at this level, do nothing else, because I'm going to go up the ladder. You can't. Yeah. You can't rely on that happening. If you know what I mean? Not at all. Not at all. Yeah, yeah. I think you've you've made um a very very mature decision. Yeah. Definitely. Thank you. But um. Appreciate. Yeah. No, we 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 really appreciate your time, mate. Yeah. It's been a brilliant listen. Um. Really fascinating. Enjoyed it. Yeah, Thank you very much. It's, it's interesting to talk to someone that's at the other end of their career in that sense. I know you're not playing full time at the moment, but we've we've obviously spoken to players that have, have retired and you know in their forties yeah. and fifties yeah. and whatnot. So yeah. it's been an interesting. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. As, as we say, you've 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 been at the well, you were at the club for a very long time, and you've still, in that sense, you've left very recently. You've seen a lot, and um, yeah, hopefully. Uh, Hopefully, a, f- a few um, a few more eyes will be opened to um, some of the goings on. Yeah, and as you say, I think you're right. I think sadly, uh, a lot of good people, good coaches have have had to leave the club. Um, yeah, and ultimately, that that is the club's loss <laughs> because yeah, you haven't played them right. There's, there's, like, I think like ten plus ca- uh, coaches I can think of my head that are now 
Premier League sides, like Champions League sides. Yeah. And they just weren't treated right in the end. I'm not saying, at the end of the day, like, coaches will move on if they get offers from clubs that size. That, like, that, that just happens in football. But yeah. they definitely could have got more out of them at times anyway. Because a lot of them haven't just gone, oh, South End, bang, Arsenal or bang, Crystal Palace. A lot of the time they've gone through other steps. Yeah. Because of the situation they're in, then when they've been given the chance, whether it's in a full-time environment or they're just back properly, they've shown how good they can do. Yeah. And a lot of the coaches that have been good to me end up being the successful ones, which is obviously no surprise because you, you, if you're looking after players like that, whether that's mentally or physically or tactically, however it is, you're gonna get you're gonna reap your rewards for it. So yeah, definitely. But yeah, honestly, but yeah, so really, really appreciate it. Um, all the best in the future, and certainly all the best in your uh, your degree. Yeah, good. Smash it, but good, good luck with it all, mate. Yeah, really appreciate your time. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Thank you very much. Good luck start end this season. Yeah, cheers, yeah, mate. Here's hoping, mate. Cheers. cheers. Look after yourself, mate. mate. Thanks a lot. Thank you, you too. Bye bye. Bye bye. What what a mature young man. Yeah, really, really mature. That's also Spanish. <laughs> I um I wasn't expecting that at all. Was I wasn't quite sure what to expect. No, I was expecting for someone of his age yeah. just to sort of talk like a. He's got a great, great head on his shoulders. Yeah. It? Yeah, 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 it was absolutely. It was just talk like talking to a, in a in a, in a nice way, a, an older person, a, se- yeah, a seasoned pro. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and there, there, there is a massive message there that there's um four four young players that the. There is a life after football. So I think what what Cal's Cal's gone and done there, he's given himself an education and he's given himself every chance to have a have the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, ultimately as well, we can easily go into football and be a player if he's going to do a sports science degree. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's just I just thought it was a really fascinating listen. It's interesting to hear him talk about. You know, the, we obviously didn't want to press too hard when it's when it comes to. It's, it's easy when you, when someone says, "Oh, I didn't like Southampton." You go, "Who was it?" You know, or or we, this was happening a little yeah. bit, and it weren't great. It's easy to say, "What was it? What was it?" Impressed with it, but so you know, it's, it's easier also sometimes just let, let them just say their bit and and, uh, and yeah. Because to, to be honest, that there there were obviously some questions that we had written down. He answered a lot of them just just by just, just by, by chatting. Yeah. We we didn't really have to ask a lot of the questions that yeah. we had. But yeah. no, I really um really really enjoyed that. Yeah, no, it, it was at the well, when you think about it, it was at the club since what 2010, did he say? Yeah, well, yeah, it was, it was there, was there, for, there for 10 years, so yeah, what would that be? Yeah, 2011, yeah, so it's, roughly. A, big, it's a big turnover of, of, of managers and players and, and goings on. Well, yes, team, give, so. give, going by that, then he'd, he'd have been there when Paul Starrett was the first team, That's what I mean. Him. So it's yeah, it's a lot of experience, even at a young age, it's a lot of experience to, to be able to take in and stuff. So, mm. Yes, just I found that a really fascinating listen, actually. Yeah, to, to be at that at such a young age and and have suffered, you know, all all the the goings on at South End, and it it did damage him mentally at that point. To yeah, to even have the That's maturity right, so, yeah. to to have have a trial at another club, obviously a bigger club, higher division, if you were to get to the first team, but actually stop yourself in your tracks and go. Do you know what? I'm not sure I'm going to actually enjoy this. Yeah. Not sure. That's that's um that's such a brave decision, I think. Mm. And it's a really mature decision as well. To even, to even at that age, I'll be honest, I think if I was, was he 18, did he say? Something like that, yeah. 18, 19. I, I don't think I, 18, 19, I would have thought, oh, this, yeah, this is affecting my mental health. 
No, I, I don't. I wouldn't even know what you meant. If you I know. I know it's different now because it is spoken about more. So, so maybe eighteen-year-olds of this generation would. But yeah, when I was eighteen, I I wasn't really aware. I would have said this is my life. dream. It ain't gonna be football. It's yeah. gonna be something else. Or well, I don't like so and so, but but yeah, that's not me not liking football. I mean, don't get wrong. It obviously got that bad in the end that it was. He didn't even want to go in. So it is a slight difference. Mm. As you, as he was saying, never been anxious before. And also, yeah, he's finding it's all of a sudden, yeah. games and going at the track. So that that is a giveaway. Don't get me wrong, but um, yeah. but now to have recognised it and, recognize and, it and, and, and on it. stepped away from it and yeah. and the done something about it, yeah, brave decision because you know kids. Well, I say kids. Anyone, you know, us. We, mm. you know, we'd love to play football, mm. and he's and he's potentially giving it up, mm. but seeing that it wasn't right for him, well, it's not all it's cracked up to be. And to be honest, we, yeah. That wasn't something that we were really expecting to come Not out of, of that chat. We, well. we 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 got in touch with him off the back of you know the well, him commenting the uh, the unpaid well. youth team wages that that he made a, a public tweet on, um, along the lines of yeah not not the first time sort yeah. of thing. So we invited him on for a chat, and yeah, w- w- was not expecting that to to sort of come off the the back of it. No. But um yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, what a lovely guy. What a lovely guy. Yeah, great guy. All, all the best. Great guy and genuinely wish wish him all the best. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's probably a good, good way to wrap it up, actually. Yeah, I'm not sure there's too much else to be said there. No, to be honest. No, we've done the big the, the gateshead preview or whatever. Yeah. Um and we and where we do we 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 are gonna improve the, the, the turnover of these episodes. Yeah. Because um yeah, we uh our situations will improve. Yeah, hopefully. So, <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, thanks for listening to that. I, I hope you enjoyed it. Cause I, I say I really enjoyed. Yeah, that, we've so. we've really enjoyed doing that one. So, and then uh, yeah, we're uh, oh what? actually go on. I just realised we are on Sunday doing one with um. Have we said that already? Well, we're, we're, we're gates, gates. Yeah, yeah we're going to say because we're, we're technically recording two on Sunday. Yeah, but, oh, yeah. but they will obviously go out and stay yeah. good. So this is it. We're doing double recording days now. Yeah, we, we, we talked to a gate here, fam, just to sort of kind of I say we'd rather do it before the game. It's the, the yeah, it, in fairness, the 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 Gateshead's um, fans got in contact with us to see if we'd uh, be interested in doing one um, pre-match. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, schedules didn't quite work out at the short notice. So they're going to come and have a chat with us on Sunday, which will obviously be after the game. So that's that's another. Um, Another one that's uh, going to be good to get that different sort of perspective on. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, but yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, uh, thank you. Yeah. See you back soon. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.